There, that was painless, Kirby. That was pretty. This is the type of content you get to look forward to every other week when I'm in charge of parting the bag. That's I'm no exciting. longer going to trick you. I'm no longer going to tell you things like there are no wrong answers when there clearly are. I can't ever see me doing that again. to the inaugural edition of the Promo Upfront podcast. We will party in the back, which does make this the mullet of all podcasts. I'm one of your co-hosts, Bill Petrie. With me as always, especially since it's the first one, is my good pal, Kirby Hossman. Kirby, how the hell are you? And, and I want to ask another question. How about that awesome, ridiculously crazy good theme music from our good pal, Jason Oaks, over at Promo Pulse? That is original music just for this very podcast. Yeah, that that was, uh, you know, you had sent me that music just a little bit in advance. And uh, yeah, it, I think it's really cool to have something that is completely our own. And so kudos to Jason, kudos to you. Um, that's really fun. And then how the hell am I? I am doing super well, but I'm a little nervous. It's so yeah. weird. We did a million of these podcasts before, but this being the first one and we've had about a month off, a little yeah. bit more than that. I, I, this morning, I got a little butterflies and I'm kind of excited about that. You? Yeah, I hate, I hate to correct you. We did not do a million of these. We did 206 episodes of the podcast that shall not be named. Um, and actually, you know, Unscripted was great. We had a great run. Yes. Um, excited to start something new. Yeah. And so I'm doing great. Like you, I'm a little bit nervous, uh, but there's something I'm not nervous about. You know what that is? What's that, Bill? That's our good pals over at Commonscue. That's right. They are dumb enough to sponsor this inaugural edition <laughs> of the Promo Fun Podcast. That's what friendship does. It takes <laughs> money out of people when they don't want to give it. But they did. And here we go. So as you know, Commonscue Kirby allows you to connect your team and streamline your workflow from really anywhere because it's cloud-based. Now, I know you're about to head out on a trip. What is your favorite thing about being able to use Commonscue on the go? You know, I think that um, you, you mentioned it exactly right. I mean, you're talking about me going on the road for a couple of days, but I think really as we look back in the, you know, the last couple of months, I've said it before, I'll say it again, CommonSkew is the reason we were able to seamlessly kind of continue to serve our clients. We, yeah. like, we went remote just before, we are used to working in an office, and right. I had multiple team members mention, like, hey, this was really not that big a deal because everything's there. We've got artwork there, we've got all our art there. So CommonSkew was a game changer for us in the beginning, and it was a game saver for us uh, as we moved forward. Ooh, I like that, a game changer and a game saver. You know, it's, they really do such a great job of helping you run every aspect of running a distributor business, and you know this better than anybody. It, it gives you the tools that enables you to stay connected with your clients, Helps you stand apart from the competition. And more than anything, all the tools within the CommonSkew cloud-based environment, it's going to help you close more deals and dramatically grow your distributor business. So if you want to learn more, head over to commonskew.com. Kirby, they're not going to be sorry they did, are they? They will not be sorry they did. You will be less sorry you visited CommonSkew than you will be listening to this podcast. <laughs> I, I think that is 100% accurate. So uh, uh, this is exciting. Kirby, yes. thank you for having the courage to do this podcast, a second <laughs> podcast with me now. Yeah. Um, so we thought we'd start off by explaining what the Promo Upfront podcast is, the format, and how we're, we're going to run it. So 
we're going to, it's going to be, uh, the first topic every week is going to be promotional products industry focused. Now Kirby, if Kirby's leading off, which he is this week, he will bring the topic and I won't know. So we will still have that same back and forth of bringing up topics and the other one not being able to prepare for it because you get our true, honest, unvarnished thoughts on that. So Kirby's going to start off with the promo up front this week. Then we're going to go back and forth with a few topics of our choosing. Again, just, uh, we neither one of us will know what the other one's going to bring up. Then we're going to do a product feature. We're in the promotional products business and something that we've wanted to do for a long time is actually talk about some of the products we use in our daily lives that really make our industry so special and unique. And then we're going to end with what we call the party in the back. And that's why this is the mullet of all podcasts. And that's just going to be something a little fun. It could be a rapid fire. It could be a fill in the blank. It could be a game of somebody else's choosing. It could be something brand new, which it is today. I'm already warning you, Kirby. <laughs> and that party in the back will always be driven by the person who is not the promo up front. So I will handle that, those duties today. Um, before we start, hopefully everybody's excited. We're excited. Thank you for tuning in and giving us a shot. Kirby, what is our promo up front topic for today? Uh, the promo up the front this week is actually really easy, um, and um, and it is, it feels a little self-serving. Let's face it, but it's also it is industry news, and so I want to bring it up. I mean, what we've seen is a lot of folks looking to, in a time that has been super weird in our industry, people have been displaced, people have uh, left organizations, whatever, and I've seen quite a few people starting organizations. You know, the entrepreneur in me loves that. Mm -hmm. I think that's super interesting. And obviously the big announcement uh, this past Monday is you and Kelsey Cunningham have started a company called Brandivate. So I think yeah. I'd be tone deaf if I didn't bring up Brandivate. Why'd you decide to do that? Tell us a little bit about it. All right, well, first of all, no one would ever accuse you of being tone deaf, unless of course I would accuse you. Of being so thank you for bringing up Brandivate. Mm -hmm. So the reason why Kelsey and I started to or decided to start Brandivate, pretty simple. We see a big void in the promotional products industry as companies are downsizing due to business conditions related to, and sometimes even not related to the pandemic. We see a really big opportunity to help suppliers mainly, but also distributors help them market their business in a way and tell their story. You know, in any recession, usually the first thing that gets cut is marketing. It's also the last thing that's brought back. And so we have the expertise not to just give you ideas, not to just say, here's what you should do, but also execute and deliver actual assets to help people tell their story. Because now more than ever, marketing matters. It really, really does. Um, you know, if you don't spend money on marketing these days, you're going to be left out in the cold when the economy does pick up and it will pick up. I don't know if it's next month. I don't know if it's in five months. So that's why we started. And the reason Kelsey and I decided to do this together is when we worked at a Promo Corner, we had a great working relationship and we're very proud of the work we did there. We felt we elevated our clients' work, their, the, the way they're uh, marketing themselves, which helped them elevate their business. And we want to continue doing that. And the response we've had so far overwhelming, certainly uh, on social, uh, just blown away. Both of us were just blown away on Monday with all the love and all the support and all the kind words. And that's great. And I told Kelsey, I was like, okay, this is great today. Tomorrow we're gonna be like, all right, now what? Yeah. But you know what? It actually handled itself because we started getting actual inquiries 
the compliance immediately. How can you help us? We've had client calls already. We, right. So it's, it's already snowballing, which is very, very exciting. So it's scary. It's exciting. It's anxiety ridden. It's <laughs> everything. Yeah. And it's fun. And uh, we, we look forward to hopefully adding a lot of value to uh, the promotional products industry. We're excited to do it. So uh, just a real quick question. I'm, I, I'm always curious about this. You know me, I, I, uh, entrepreneurial by nature, I've started yeah. multiple businesses, kind of the week leading up to it. Um, yeah. A, what were, what were you feeling? Mm -hmm. uh, and then B, like what was sort of last minute stuff you were trying to tie up just to, so that you were ready to launch? Yeah, the week leading up to it, obviously, was making sure the website was ready. That's your biggest piece of real estate. Uh, it's something Kelsey and I have been working on for uh, seemingly years, uh, but it was only really about uh, three or four weeks really working on that website. And so that was a lot of it. And then making sure, because both of us, including you, but Kelsey and I are both fervent believers in content marketing. So kind of creating our content calendar, what does that look like? How can we create content that is I don't want to say simple, but it's, 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 it is simple. And simple is not necessarily easy and simple isn't bad, but simple pieces of content that people would want to consume and engage in. So for example, we came up with, you know, what's the most ubiquitous promotional product? Well, that's a t-shirt. So we're going to share a t-shirt every Tuesday, you know, something, a little story behind it. Kelsey shared one this week, which I loved and, because we all have these. This is one of my favorite t-shirts and I have no idea where I got it. And, and I love that. And we had like 30 people jump on board and show t-shirts. So little simple things like that. So making sure we had that content calendar ready to go, making sure the press release was written. And then the hours leading up to it, it was me and her going in the website, making sure every comma was in the right place, arguing over whether it should be an Oxford comma or a non-Oxford comma, and a lot of bullshit like that. Um, I won most of those. I will tell you that right now. But I lost a lot of the other smart stuff that she's good at. Um, so no, but I mean, just making sure everything's right. And then honestly, Monday you hit, you hit launch, you're like, okay. And then it's just, we were literally on video almost all day kind of watching the responses come in. And it was, like I said, it was really lovely. So yeah. I mean, it was a, the moments leading up to it. I didn't see for weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty so, sure Kelsey didn't either. So one of the things you said, I actually think is, is worthy of, could add value to someone because you talked about the idea of creating a simple piece of content. Yeah. But I, I talk all the time about content when I say it's not about what you can create, it's what you can recreate, Yeah, you know, because you and I both talk about the value of consistency. And I think that's yes. where people get off track. They make one beautiful piece of content, yep. but then they can't, they don't have the time, the bandwidth, the whatever well, to keep going with it. And I think that's right. wise on you. I mean, and this is obviously a piece of content and it's going to be shared on brand rate. And, and, but this is a time consuming piece of content. Not that much time, but it is time consuming. But Tuesdays we have t-shirt Tuesday. Yesterday, which is Thursday, we're doing a, a 10 song weekly playlist on Spotify that we make collaborative to share with people. Nice. Yesterday, the theme was summer. And so Kelsey picked five songs. I picked five songs. We put it up there. It was fun. We had a good time. It took us 10 minutes. Right. You know, it's yeah. simple things like that. And you can replicate them, but also inviting people to do, to do it with you. you know, yeah. Beverage of the week is the same type of thing. Yeah. I love it, man. All right. Well, congratulations. Cheers well, to you. you. Cheers. Uh, yeah, I knew you'd get there. Yeah. <laughs> Congrats, buddy. Thank you. So, Kirby, I have a question for you. Okay. My topic. So, you know, we are really in a branding crisis I'm seeing right now, uh, not just in our industry, but really outside of our industry. 
Um, it's a very volatile marketplace. You have the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm. You've got things like um, uh, Uncle Ben's are changing their, their branding. Uh, with the syrup, changing their branding. But I want to talk more about you is, is, is sports related because I know the Coshocton County, and I don't know if it's Coshocton County Schools or Coshocton High School, it doesn't really matter, but I know that their uh, nickname or their mascot name is the Redskins. So Correct. Daniel Snyder, who is the owner of the Washington Redskins, is under an enormous amount of pressure to change the name Washington Redskins. And in fact, Dick Sporting Goods, uh, Nike, Amazon, they've pulled all Washington Redskins merchandise off of their online platforms until they change the name. We've talked about this before, but now this is really coming to a head. Mm-hmm. Has your position changed on it since we talked about last? First of all, what was your position before and has it changed? <clears throat> so I would say that my position before it is, um, I think it's well steeped in the idea that, um, you know, I grew up in Coshocton County where there, we took a great deal of pride in the idea that we were redskin, that right. we were, it was, it, based on a true and noble warrior. I mean, that is definitely 100% how I view that. Yeah. how I viewed it going up. I have a, uh, again, not to get into Elizabeth Warren here, I do have a little bit of Native American uh, ancestry in my, my background. Uh-huh. It, and I thought that if there were a, was a consistent um, message from the Native American community that said, no, Redskins is not okay, then I would say, okay. Yeah. I have not historically heard that. I've heard factions say it's terrible. Right. I've heard factions say it is a tribute. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'll be honest with you, I still struggle with it because, okay. and, and I understand my own bias. I'm introspective sure. enough, but I think it's one of those things where it's hard to measure intent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that everyone from this region views it as a tribute. Mm -hmm. Um, If again, there's a, someone who tells me, no, it is a racial slur or whatever. um, Then I'm happy to listen to that, but I still, I'm still super conflicted on it. And, and trust me when I say this is a conversation I had with the athletic director in Coshocton Mm -hmm. two days ago. Yeah. (laughs) So it is a conversation we're having. I think it's tough, but I am, I've kind of, at the point, I think there's certain mascot names. I think you can make that argument for the Kansas City Chiefs or the Atlanta Braves. Redskin to me immediately feels like a racial slur. I didn't grow up in Coshocton County. I didn't root for any team named the Redskins, and I never will because I love <laughs> the greatness that is the Dallas Cowboys, but that's beside the point, Kirby. I do think it's time for if there's enough, if there are people who a group of people who think that something is offensive, who feel offended and slighted by something, why not change it? Because why then we will never it? have anything in the history of the United States right now. Because some, there is a faction of people in the United States who are offended by this microphone. And I'm that not, is I'm one not, of the challenges. Right, but I'm not saying a faction, right? There's <laughs> okay. always a vocal minority. Yeah. But I mean, I think you can see the difference between the word redskin and the word brave. Just the just the initial connotation. I if you do, if you know nothing about the background, if you know nothing about you know the the the, the tribute, which I, I I take exactly what you say exactly to heart that the name Redskins for uh, the, the 
Shockton County, Shockton High School is a tribute. Um, but if you don't know that, it is, it's almost jarring when you really think about calling somebody a red skin. I, I hear what you're saying. I, I think that, I think that the thing I struggle with, and I, again, I'm not saying I'm right on this. And so this is where there is no right or wrong. There is no right or wrong. Well, and there probably is. I tell the internet that. But one of the things I would say is we are making a, uh, a national pastime right now of being offended on behalf of other people. So you are sitting there telling me that Redskin is offensive to, to, to you. To, like, but, no, but you, you it, see what I'm saying? I like, do. So let me be clear. Redskin isn't offensive to me. Okay. I can see a group of people and, they, and a group, that group of people being Native American saying, that name is offensive to me. And it's very easy for me to draw that parallel and say, sure. that makes perfect sense to me. Yep. I can completely understand I'm, I'm not... Native American. I don't know what it's like to live that way. I don't sure. know what it's like to grow up Native American. I don't. But I can easily draw that parallel. To me, it's sports teaming. Who gives a care? Who gives a shit? Right. Just change it. Just be done with it and move on. Yeah. I, I, so a couple things. I think that that's pro- – let me at least by saying I think it's going to change. I don't have yeah, to actually, like that. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it has to. I think that it, w- it, it ultimately will. But understand that the Cleveland Indians are looking at changing their names. Yes. Um, which I, okay. Like all I'm saying is there is a slippery slope to, if we change something based on someone being offensive, everyone is going to be called the thes. And like, like I I have two cousins who are, they're Eskimos. Mm -hmm. Ask them, they will tell you. Recently that was brought up as somehow that's a racial offensive. They actually, I talked to them about it and they said, well, I, I don't know what to call ourselves. This is like, so it's a slippery slope. If, if everybody tells me redskin is an offensive term, hell, I'll stop saying it. But well, I you, think it is a tribute in the way that we do it here. Here's where I guess I probably should have framed this up. Better, this is shame on me and being out of practice for five weeks. <laughs> this is a branding issue, though. You have your client base, a segment of your client base saying they're protesting your name. Mm-hmm. They're not going to spend money with you because of this. So it is a branding issue, and it does become a business issue. For the Washington oh. Redskins, I agree. For the Coshocton Redskins, I'm not sure that's true. <laughs> I'm not sure that is for the Coshocton <laughs> Redskins either. It's just, I don't know. It is yeah. a slippery slope. Once yep. you go down the road, where do you stop? I mean, we could have, we, we could talk about Confederate statues. Oh, yeah. The locales come home, which we're not going to. <laughs> um, this is only about a 30 minute long podcast. <laughs> um, but uh, it's, it, but it is, it does become a branding issue. It does become a business issue because it does impact revenue. Yeah, especially like I said for the Washington Redskins, and I gotta believe for uh, Uncle Ben's and all that. So I think it's just an interesting topic. To oh, totally, up. totally. Um, and I'm, I think I'm I think the Washington. Sorry, I did bring it up. <laughs> um, I think the Washington Redskins will change their name ultimately, and it will be driven by finance. My yeah. struggle is that I think it will be driven. It will, if it happens here, it won't be driven by that. It will be driven by okay. Let's just stop arguing about it. Which again, that's fine. No, and I know that drives you nuts, but you know what does, really drives me nuts, Kirby? What's that, Bill? It's, it's rings of, of sweat from my cup on a table. And you know how I fix that? How's that, Bill? Thank you for knowing to ask, Kirby. That's with a coaster. And I want to share my favorite promotional product. Hey, there's <laughs> Kirby's favorite promotional product this week, a coaster. And this one happens to be from our good pals at Vault Promotion. Now, this is from their, farm, this is from their farmhouse collection. 
And it's really cool, very lightweight wood. What I love about it, it's got that full color decoration. You see it right there if you watch this on YouTube. It's a beautiful full color decoration. And it doesn't change the integrity of the wood in terms of how it absorbs liquid. So it will save your tables. And I think we know Josh Robbins and Paul, he's got a mission. And his mission is to save furniture, quite frankly, from the, the scourge of water rings. And there's no better way to do that. Now they offer three, that's right, three styles of coasters. The wood, which is right here, the leatherette, which is right here, and the slate, which I don't have. You got the leatherette as well. Very no. cost effective. Oh, oh, Kirby. Kirby is testing out a coaster. Oh, there we go. The slate coaster from Kirby Hossman. So that's my favorite promotional product this week. As, as I've kind of reset up my office and getting back to, to work, I've been coaster happy. So I have in my, you know, I've got about a, I don't know, what about a four four-foot wingspan here, 77 coasters. So I will never place a water ring on my, anywhere. I can't, it's, it's impossible. I've got 77 coasters, Kirby. <laughs> That's awesome. That's super smart. And they don't, it's, they're not super smart. You know, people look at my office and they say, what's with all the coasters? And I just go, <laughs> man, you're a fool. That's right. Not great they Frisbees. Don't even know. They don't even not know. Not great Frisbees. But They're terrible Frisbees, by the way. Yeah, yeah. that's the, thank you for knowing that. Awesome coasters, really, really shitty Frisbees. All right, Kirby. So that's my product of the week. Kirby, you have another topic for us? I do, I do. So um, let's see, I've got a bunch here actually. So um, one of the things I've noticed is during this time, mm -hmm. and you sort of talked about it. Unprecedented. In, in this unprecedented time, now more than ever. Now more than ever. Yeah. It's important to be unprecedented in these times. <laughs> yeah, so. I have noticed, and I'm sure you have too, you talked about the idea that it's super important to market. Yes. And, and, and we see that companies who do a good job of telling their story and marketing during a downturn in an mm -hmm. economy are the ones who often come out stronger. Correct. And one of the things that I've noticed is I've seen some suppliers who are taking the opportunity to practice what they preach yes. um, and do direct mail to us, mm -hmm. do product mailings, all that sort of thing. Um, and I, I guess I want to give a couple shout outs just yeah, because right. I, yeah, um, but also just go, hey, I think as distributors, I feel like we need to look at it and go, okay, what can I do via self-promo, via you know, getting out to see my clients to use this time to show up differently. Um, the one that pops into my head, and if you have any that have popped yeah. into yours, but chameleon-like, uh, mm. they have sent multiple different packages to me. Yeah. And they've done it in a brilliant way. Mm -hmm. They not only sent me a cool package, which is always nice, but it's a little bit of marketing joy, like we say. Yeah. But the thing that I love that they did, and Akron, Akron line did it as well, is they send you a box of goodies, right? But then they kind of... They, they themed it as a kit, so it might be a work from home kit or whatever, but inside they had in individual uh, products, but then they had a flyer with pricing for every single product and the whole kit put together. Oh, that's great. Oh, I thought, I was like, dude, this is genius. And so okay. I think practicing what we preach and getting back to the basics of what we do, when we see people do it in our industry, it's like, oh, why am I not doing that all the time? Absolutely. No, I don't have any shout outs other than chameleon like because I did get Alex Sims uh, sent me a box uh, about a month and a half ago. And it was exactly what you said, a really cool packaging box of materials inside the box. What I love about that, and, and one of the things when I say marketing is so important right now, 
also how you do the marketing, right? And, yeah. And what, you know, my belief right now is the most important thing you can do with your marketing is to give. Asking right now is borderline tone deaf, to be honest with you. Nobody wants to spend a lot of money. Um, so you have to show value first. You have to give value first before you start asking people for the dollars. My fervent belief on that. That's the second time I've used the word fervent in this podcast. So kind of making mental notes as we go. And I will, I, I, and I fervently take notes. <laughs> All right. So, but uh, th that's a great example of, in our industry, of give marketing. Yeah. It's such a great example of that. And so, and it's the same thing with content, things like that. So I really love that in what Chameleon Mike has done. Uh, and you said Akron Line, I believe as well. That type of marketing, leveraging promotional products to push your business forward, super important. Well, and the other thing. Th and it's a great, uh, it's a great opportunity. Like you said, people are at home, they're captive still. Well, and what I like is you talked about the give marketing and you're, you know, I'm a believer, yeah, right? I do. Um, but one of the things I would say is doing it in a way that you are reaching people and giving them value where they are that shows yeah. us how to do it for our clients. So it no is question. a very soft, it's a selling technique, but it's, a, it's done in a way that you go, oh, that feels right in the moment. Right. Yeah. Good, good, good topic. Okay. I've got one and then let's run into the party in the back. I love it. Right. <laughs> so um, this is completely non-promotional products, non-marketing related. My kids are about to be seniors, my boys in high school. And so we're all talking about how, what does going back to school look like? And so I know both of your girls are, are out of school. Well, one's at Kent State, right? That's just nope. State. Out of school. Both out, both out of school. Um, so that's right. I'm sorry. So both out of school, you're not facing this dilemma. So essentially the school districts here are saying, so parents, why don't you pick, you want them to come to school? We'll follow CDC guidelines. They have to wear masks, whatever you can send them to school. If you want them to do online learning, that's fine too, but you need to pick. What would you pick Kirby for your daughters? Were they still in school? And I can, I can, while you're formulating your answer, I will tell you what we're doing. Yeah, if you want to tell me, but I know what I would do. Okay. It, it, We're sending them back to school. Mm -hmm. I can't deal with them in this house anymore. <laughs> it has nothing to do with safety or I don't. I just got, they got to get out of here, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, joking aside, um, no, seriously, they got to get out of here. Yeah. Um, I'm not Okay. Um, but here's the thing. Their senior year is going to stink. It's not going to be a senior year that anybody's experienced in these unprecedented times. So I do want them to have as, we want them to have as normal of experience as possible. Um, so we are gonna have them go back to school and they wanna go back to school. They wanna start socializing again. And I'm, I'm currently of the belief, and again, it shifts because this whole pandemic shifts every five seconds. But I'm pretty sure if we all just wore a mask as much as that's a pain in the ass, if we just wore a mask everywhere, um, this would probably not be as bad as it is, but that's beside the point. So we're going to send them back because we want them to have as close to a, a normal senior year as possible. Yeah, we know there's risks. Hopefully, um, you know, they're, they're going to be mitigated. You know, Sandy works in the schools. She's got to go back to school because she can't give uh, speech therapy virtually. It's just not going to happen in the special education department. So we're sending them back. What would you do? 
Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I would, it, it, my first reaction, I'm actually glad I gave you the opportunity to speak first because my first reaction was to say it depends on what, because sending them back to school depends on are they in fourth grade or are they in 10th grade, right? Yeah. Like that was my it initial it thought. Does, it does matter their age, in, in yeah. no question. Yeah, um, because I think schooling from home sometimes is, can be a little bit easier if they're older, um, just because they're more self-sufficient. But I think, yes, I would send them back. And I think it, really it's indicative of how are we living our life right now? And we are doing exactly what you said. I am washing my hands more than I normally do. I am sanitizing. I go through our office uh, three to four times a week and wipe down knobs and stuff. That's stuff sure. I never did. Right. We are wearing masks in public, but we are living. We, Emmy, and I, Emmy and I ate out last night. We are going about our lives and understanding that, you know, it may, we may catch it, but that's, that's we got to live. I agree. You know, it's a way, you know, a lot of people are like, I don't want to wear a mask. It's crap. Look, I don't want to wear a coat when it's cold in the winter, but you know what? I do because yeah. I'm cold. Yeah. To me, I mean, it, it's inconvenient. It's uncomfortable. They're hot. I, it, look, I get it. Just wear the mask. Yeah. I don't, I, mean, I don't want to wear a shirt in the summertime, but everyone would like me to. Yeah. Everyone else wants <laughs> you to wear a shirt in the summertime. We did a poll. <laughs> totally get it. Totally it was the it. only unanimous poll we've ever had. <laughs> ever. Ever. Everybody must wear a shirt summertime. Yes. So it's just interesting as we start going back, um, you know, we do have to live our lives and you just have to adjust and adapt. And when you do that, and, and it is wearing a mask, it is washing your hands more often, it is squeezing a little bit of hand sand in, yes, that's right, hand sand. I didn't say hand sanitizer, it's just called it. Um, little hand sand and just doing a little scrub scrub. You know, not too bad. Not too bad. Yes. A little party in the back. Let's mullet it up. <laughs> All right. So we have a new game, Kirby. So this, this is where, if anything goes, right? You'll have it next week. Anything you want to talk about. I want to talk about, since this is the party in the back segment, how do you make your life a party right now? And I've got some specific questions for you. Now, there are no wrong answers. <laughs> so I'm actually, the really, truthfully, there's really not. It's more of a curiosity. Okay. Um, so like, how do you make your life party right now from a social life perspective? You said you and Amy are going out to dinner occasionally. What else are you doing? Are you seeing, hanging out with neighbors? How are you making your life socially a party right now? So and I've best, got a couple other points. Okay. So I have a, I, the best example. It was a highlight of my 4th of July. So uh, my, a group of friends of ours, and it's actually one of the groups I'm going, guys I'm going on the golf outing with. Um, we are, we've been spending time together. So we've been um, having dinner or whatever. On 4th of July, uh, Jim Brown and the Browns and the Potters picked us up in a Buckeye decorated RV. Okay. okay. The, Jim is an engineer, brilliant guy, mounted a rack to the back, put sound system speakers on it, played mm -hmm. patriotic music obnoxiously loud, okay. had a grill mounted to it, and we drove all over Coshocton and handed out free hot dogs and popsicles. That's awesome. Now, that's a great, that's great. I love that. I that love was that. the highlight of my 4th of July weekend. How are you making your employees feel that, you know, be, be, be a big part of something? How are you giving them, making them feel like life at work is still the party it is at Haas and the Marketing? Yeah, we, I mean, honestly, bringing everybody back, you need right. to stop, imagining, you need to stop doing imagining that. Imagine being at Haasman Marketing. Is this what it looks like to work there every day? Everybody's yeah. doing this all day long? Pretty, pretty close. Uh, you know, just bringing everybody back uh, to the office. I think most of us really do enjoy kind of joking around and hanging out together. Um, yep. I am, my, uh, my assistant Emily uh, 
said that she wished she would have started a Twitter account three, four years ago, shit my mm-hmm. boss says. Um, and I'm happy she didn't do that, but I continue to say inappropriate things. And yeah, that's, that's how I can relate to that. Kelsey actually keeps a book of bill for a stupid thing I say, (laughs) um, and then she'll just like, she, she's got a a really keen memory and then she'll just like blast me with it. And she'll just say, yeah, this is what you said, old man. And it's like, thanks. That's by the way, that's not how brand of is a party workplace. (laughs) Maybe Kelsey has a different, different thought on that. Um, and the last one you've already answered is taking Amy out on a date. How does that look? So you're going to dinner, you're actually going into restaurants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, um, it's been a blessing that the girls have been, uh, with us, uh, but we're doing everything together right now. And so last night, literally I was just like, dude, Amy, you and I, I'd like to actually have an, a conversation just with you. And so yeah. we went, we went to a, a pizza place in Zanesville nice. and it was, and then literally we got done. Unfortunately, it, it wasn't super busy. Fortunately for us, it wasn't super busy, but it happened yeah. really quick. We got done with yeah. dinner and Amy's like, do not take me home. Yeah. And so we literally just drove country roads. And just for you. So yeah, that was, awesome. that, that was us. See, there, that was painless, Kirby. That was pretty. This cool. is the type of content you get to look forward to every other week when I'm in charge of Party in the Back. That's I'm pretty no exciting. longer going to trick you. I'm no longer going to tell you things like there are no wrong answers when there clearly are. I can't ever see me doing that again. Okay, so that would be, I guess that's it for the last, for our first inaugural, first primary podcast. Yeah, the, the I'm out of practice, only. Kirby. I'm <laughs> way out of practice. But you know who's not out of practice, Kirby? Who's that, Bill? Al's a common Because if you're running a distributor business and you need that back-end vehicle that's going to take you to the next level, and I hate that phrase, but it actually applies here with common speed. They will take you to the next level, whatever that may be. If you're at $250,000 in sales, they're going to get you to five hundred. dollars If you're at $500,000 in sales, they're going to help you get to a million. And there's different strategies for both. They've got great content. They've got that wonderful, wonderful CRM system that is truly amazing. It's all cloud-based. You can go and do whatever you want, wherever you want, have access to everything you need to help you stay connected to your clients, help you close those deals, and have your business grow wildly wildly successful. So if you want to learn more, head over to commonskew.com. You're not going to be sorry that you did, Kirby. Uh, I felt like we had a groove there about halfway through, and then I feel like I threw the wheels right off the thing closer to the end. Maybe next week will be better. Hopefully, we still have three or four listeners. That's right. It's a team effort, man. Much appreciated. Now we get to listen to Jason Noakes' awesome theme music to the Promo Front Podcast, Party in the Back, the mullet of all podcasts.